Sweep the League is back, and we are back with a bang. We are joined again by uh, Mr. Daniel Kelly, first-round mock. Uh, Mr. First-round mock himself. Before we get to Daniel here and talk about the position of wide receiver coming up in this NFL draft, we got to give a shout-out to uh, one of our sponsors here, SpecialLeaf.com, SpecialLeaf Olive Leaf Tea. Again, you got to go get it. Go to their website, www.SpecialLeaf.com. You've got the four flavors that we've been screaming about. Uh, pomegranate blueberry tangerine ginger hibiscus blueberry and the original flavor itself it's 100 natural all ingredients no added sugar it's energy boosting compounds without the use of caffeine it's a miracle drink in itself it's special leaf go to www.specialleaf.com again this is another nfl draft episode as soon as the draft gets a lot closer you're going to have a lot more content right now we're just kind of trying to break down some positions for you Today, we're going to get into the wide receiver position uh, with first-round Moxon, Daniel Kelly. Daniel, first and foremost, welcome back to Sweep the League. We enjoyed you having you back the fir- uh, first time. We brought you back. We're going to bring you back so many more times. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing really well, Rudy. I really appreciate the first time I was on, and I appreciate the uh, comeback route uh, for the, uh, no pun intended, as we talk about receivers tonight, coming <laughs> back uh, coming back for a uh, second time around here. And uh, they, this is a really, this is a stacked, um, you know, wide receiver, uh, you know, class in the, in the 2023 NFL draft. And, in fact, this is a very deep class uh, of receivers and uh, one of the deepest positions, um, you know, for teams uh, coming up here in the draft yeah wide receiver class definitely is huge in this draft uh, and that's kind of something that i mentioned to william Yanish because we did an episode with him on the tight end position and even the tight end position is stacked i, I love that we're seeing this draft kind of just uh overflow with positions where you really can't get a bad guy in a lot of the rounds i mean you're gonna have some really good gems that we're gonna get into as well some guys in that mid-round area where you're gonna get some great value but nonetheless man let's jump right into this wide receiver class i mean you've got the love for guys like uh from the you know uh, media and analysts galore and the big uh, four-letter networks everywhere you've got jackson uh smith and jogba out of uh, ohio state You've got them talking about Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Not only that, you've also got Jordan Addison out of USC. Those are the three guys that you hear a lot of. You're starting to hear pickup and about uh, Josh Downs out of North Carolina. The greatest go out there, obviously, because I'm a Tar Heel fan. So uh, Jordan uh, Josh Downs uh, is getting a lot of love out there. But you've got other guys who are getting first-round love from first-round mock. Give me some guys out there, and they could be the same guys that I mentioned, but also give me some other guys because you've got a guy in there that I absolutely love, and he's out of Wake Forest. Who is that guy? That guy is uh, my my wide receiver one, WR1, headed into the uh, 2023 NFL Draft, Rudy, and to those who are listening. And, and you're right, it's it's a man by the name of A.T. Perry um, out of Wake Forest. And and I, I tell you what, um, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, I, when, when I watch when I watch game film and this probably comes from, you know, watching, you know, for about 41 years now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, certain names of guys it will go through my head as I'm watching. They, they, they like, you know, who this this prospect reminds me of. And, and, you know, the names that kept going through my mind were, you know, pretty names with a, a pretty high regard uh, in NFL circles. Uh, guys like C.D. Lamb. 
Justin Jefferson, Al Toon, Keyshawn Johnson, Des Bryant. Uh, these are the names that are going through my mind, you know, watching A.T. Perry play. And, and he's not getting much love at this point. I think, um, you know, NFL mock draft database.com, a great source to go to to kind of see what the NFL draft uh, platform community is feeling about players you know, they kind of pull everyone together. And I think, it, you know, when I, when I put my article out about, uh, about Perry, uh, only 4.1% of the NFL draft community uh, had him with a first round grade. I absolutely love this guy. Um, he's, he, he, he plays the game, um, you know, with a, with a defensive mentality. And that's something I really love uh, about him. Uh, he, he's a guy that's very dynamic, um, on game film, uh, he, he's kind of got that show off star power type of quality to him. You know, when Des Bryant, you know, put the popcorn in his face and all, you know, he's, he's kind of got some of that to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's good and he, he lets you know it, um, you know, when it, when he beats the uh, defense, um, he's a guy that's, that's is a receiver. He's good at all three route levels. Uh, and the thing, the thing that I love about him is that he's very physical, Okay, um, and he's he's somebody who just flat out can bully corners and and drive them off the ball. Um, and, and and you know it's he, you know it's something like I wrote in my my article. You know he he gets rid of defensive backs like like you or I or one of our listeners would you know like use a fly swatter in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he just get it, get out of here, you know, and he just, he's very handsy. He's very physical. So, so he, he's able to, to beat corners and matchups by either just flat out being too physical for them, or uh, he's somebody that can, uh, you know, basically he's got this really crisp uh, ability to change directions at the route break point. And, and, and that's going to be an issue too and a problem for defenses in the NFL. And, and he's a guy who can take the top off a of defense. And, and, and that's, that's what you look for. I mean, in, in a true X, you know, lineup on the line of scrimmage type of guy, you know, that alpha receiver, if you will, that's what I look for is a guy with that true deep speed to I think he's recorded at 448 we'll see if there's any more data heading into the draft um, on that but um, in, in the thing that that makes him so dangerous really outside of the things I've talked about Rudy is that because he has this physicality to him and because he has that deep speed quality and because he you know those those elements he's able to drive you know the, the corners respect him a lot on game film he's able to drive corners corners off the ball uh, into his routes. And so he can basically, and he can change direction so, so quickly, he can just kind of like fly down the field and just slam on the brakes in, in a comeback route and boom, ball's right there. I think this guy is going to own the intermediate route level uh, in the NFL. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge surprise uh, for a lot of people who have been following the mainstream national narratives uh, on a guy that, you know, you mentioned at the top of the show about a Quentin Johnston. Listen, Quentin Johnston cannot hold this guy's cup of Gatorade. Nice. And that's, that's saying a lot because Quentin Johnston was getting a whole lot of love this year for a while there. I even had Quentin Johnson as wide receiver one. Um, as I'm looking at more game film, as I'm looking at more receivers, I understand, you know, I'm dropping him, you know, not quite a bit, but I am dropping him uh, in favor of a lot of other guys. I mean, 
I did see a lot of film on A.T. Perry recently. I did watch him because, you know, it is Wake Forest and they do play in the uh, ACC. So I do watch a lot of ACC football and I saw great things out of A.T. Perry. And you're right. I think wide receiver one is definitely, definitely the way to go with A.T. Perry. Uh, he screams like that guy that you must have another ACC guy is one guy that I know all too well, and that is Josh Downs. And for me, I'm I'm not seeing a lot of love for Josh Downs. I really don't understand why, because this kid is amazing, isn't he? He really is, Rudy. Um, you know, not many guys in game film excite me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a lot of guys are like it, like watching paint dry. They're just guys. You just got to kind of just power through the, the game film and power through the evaluation. And, you know, hope hope you don't see a whole lot of them going forward. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, but that's that's not the case with Josh Downs. You're exactly right. I mean, this guy, he's going to he's going to destroy NFL secondaries. He's going to wreck NFL defenses. Like I titled my article on firstroundmock.com. It's just in the, in the reason I talk like that, this is why I would talk if I was in a war room as a scout or an executive or something. It, it's it, it's he just does so many things so well that, uh, you know, it's it, it's just it's just very noticeable that shows up um, about downs. You know, I, I think that, you know, the biggest thing he does brings to the table is just a razor sharp change of direction at route break points and that's really what you're you're one of the key things you're looking for in game film and why is that important because defensive backs and corners try to of course match receivers they i mean the receiver knows where he's going but the corner doesn't right <laughs> so so it's like he's running and you know that that you know that the corner's kind of guessing at times and trying to read the body language and the route and where, which way he's going to go and so forth but downs has this ability that he can just boop, you know he can just he can break off routes so quickly and the acceleration he has and shows going into his routes and coming out of his routes i mean this guy can flat out slam on the brakes and then hit the pe the, the uh, gas pedal and get back to full speed in in a, in a heartbeat um you know and that's going to make him extremely tough i mean it's going to make it tough for a sauce gardener to cover this guy like let's put it in perspective uh, who I, I i think is a top corner in the nfl right now and i talked about him being the top corner even before he played a down of football in the nfl uh recently selected as defensive rookie of the year uh for the new york jets i think even he's gonna have a tough time with this because when you have a receiver that can change direction that quickly it, it just it, it's really really hard you know it's hard on a defense to cover a guy like that and and he's very good at you know because of that he creates these huge throwing windows um you know for the for the quarterback to throw through uh he's he's really good at setting corners up and keeping them guessing what he's going to do and the guy's got great hands i mean that's the name of the game right receivers having great hands <laughs> you know it, 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 i mean that that's what's all about we, we look at size and all this this craziness it, it's in all these measurables and that has a that has a place in the evaluation process but the reality 
is can he catch the ball? And and whereas a, a Quinton Johnston, for example, you know, put up a 57% catch rate, which is a huge concern, um, you know, out of TCU. Um, you know, the, the guy has very unnatural hands. You know, the, the guy you mentioned, you know, Johnston, he double clutches a lot. He, he body catches. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Josh Downs. Josh Downs is a guy that's got great hands, uh, a 78% catch rate this last season, up from 69%. So he's showing, you know, in 2021, so he's showing a, a, a better production and, and catching more passes thrown to him, which is great. He shows great concentration no matter how tight the coverages are. He can high point the ball. I think this guy, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a number one receiver on the NFL team, uh, but I, I think that he is it just an incredible number two uh, that you bring in. And, and I mean, it, it, it's a, you know, if, if you were to pair him, like, say, with the Tennessee Titans with a Traylon Burks, I, I think it would be frightening. We're talking to Daniel Kelly, first round mock. Definitely go to the website, check it out, and also follow uh, follow Daniel on Twitter. It's at first round mock. Great content as always. Always putting out some great content, great prospects, and he's definitely giving you the grades as far as who's going to be those first round guys. We're talking wide receivers here. The one, the one guy that you mentioned to me, and I, I want to ask the question because people don't get a whole lot of this guy, and. I understand the injury concern, and that's one Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. It's it's weird because when I go through my prospects, I'm looking at, okay, why do I have Jackson in the first round? Well, I mean, he's he checks off a lot of the boxes, but then it goes to, well, we didn't get enough game from, from him this year, which is true, so it checks off an even bigger box. What is it that people need to look at for Jackson Smith and Jigba to say, okay, this is the receiver that we see in that first round where we can pick him. Because again, when you're looking at a fan's perspective outside of the analysts and everything like that, you're like, there's no way that this guy should be a first round pick, but you got to look at just more than what him not doing off the field where he was injured. You got to do what he's done on the field, but also his mechanics as well. So I want to give you, Uh, That question that I've gotten from a lot of people who are fans looking in and saying, why is Jackson Smith still getting love? You know, that's a great question. You know, and I I really, you know, dug into this one quite a bit uh, because of, you know, the injury uh, concern, you know, with the hamstring. And of course, there was people out there that said, you know, a question, should he have played? Did he, was he just waiting for the NFL? What happened? So, um, you know, and those are valid concerns. So, So I went back and I watched eight games of them. I mean, I really dug into this guy and, and to me, it's like, Again, we go back to what makes a great receiver in the NFL uh, and some of the characteristics that make him great. And this guy has just elite flexibility. Okay. I mean, one of my, my, my nickname for him, I, I come up with nicknames too for some of these guys. <laughs> my, my, my nickname for him is Gumby, right? Because he, he's got this, just this you know, this, this incredible bend and flexibility to his body the way he, the way he moves and his routes and the way he comes, you know, moves on the field and stuff. And, 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 
you know, the other thing too, is that, you know, he's, he's another guy, he's got hands made out of glue. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, has caught 110 out of 135 passes over three seasons at the Ohio state. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, hands made out of glue. Um, He's phenomenal setting up corners. Again, we talked about that just previously when we're talking about downs. Now we're talking about again with, with, with Jackson Smith, the Jigba, you know, he's great at setting up the corners and he, and he has just when you watch the game film, he has just a knack. I mean, I can see it with my eyes closed as I'm speaking right now. I can see the game film in my mind's eye, and he has just a knack for, um, you know, for finding the, the the soft spots in the coverages, and for for finding those weak areas and, and exploiting the weak areas in the coverages and getting open. And, and he, you know, he's, of course, he's got the quick choppy feet. Uh, he's very, you know, he can snap off routes, you know, like, like you snap a twig, um, you know, he can do that. And, and, and he, and he can make a defender miss after the catch. Now make no mistake. This is not a guy that's going to be a deep threat in the NFL. And that's, that's one of the biggest things, the biggest knocks on him, quote unquote, um, in his catch radius is so, so, and, you know, you know, some of that, you know, stands out, you know, decent, not great straight line speed, but he does have that short short area burst. And so when you look at this, this is a guy I feel is going to absolutely dominate the, the intermediate route zone in the national football league again, because corners, you know, they're going to have a tough time covering him. He's, he's just somebody that knows how to get open. I mean, if, if, you know, and, and this, this is going to be funny, really, because, you know, the teams are going to, this is going to be a guy that's, you know, probably going to drop into the twenties range, you know, in the first round towards the end of the first round. Because of these concerns, and they're valid. I mean, they are valid. I mean, teams have to take the stuff into account. Obviously, there's going to be, you know, a pre-draft medical work, you know, workups done and stuff and, and all that. But if he falls into the 20-something range or something, it's, it's, it's terrifying to me to think about how maybe the Minnesota Vikings uh, pick up this guy later in the first round and, and pair him with a Justin Jefferson or, you know, if Buffalo gets him and puts him with Stefan Diggs. I mean, this is going to be a huge huge i mean it's gonna be great for fantasy football don't get me wrong <laughs> but but it's gonna be just an absolute nightmare for nfl defenses and every team that 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 passes on a jackson smith and the jigma i i think is really going to regret it because truly and truly of all the receivers i've seen i mean i this stood i mean when i watched last year you know i was watching garrett wilson who was my my wr1 heading into the draft last year you know i watched chris olave and i've watched you know all these different people there when when i was watching the 2021 game film even i kept saying to myself i kept saying you know who's this number 11 you know who's this guy because he looks like he's better than all the rest of them on the field and and he just has that 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 ability as as a receiver that's just really special and and i i think he's going to make a tremendous impact for whichever team is fortunate enough to land him yeah we are talking with daniel kelly again a first round mock uh giving the uh the love to the wide receiver class coming into this year's NFL draft. So the one thing I want to just ask you real quick, and it's a real quick thing about uh, Jackson Smith there is do, do GMs really, are they going to really shy away because of the injury? Because last year we had a similar situation, not exactly the same, but similar when the Lions ended up taking Jameson Williams and it's kind of like, okay, we saw Williams come back towards the end of the year, stuff like that. They probably may have had other options to go with, but would that same concern affect Jackson? Because like you said, him dropping to the 20s would benefit 
a team like Minnesota, who is kind of an uncertainty with Adam Thielen, they could definitely use him next to Justin Jefferson. You mentioned Buffalo. I mean, dare we say that it gets even scarier because you could pair him with a Kansas City Chiefs offense, which we already know what Patrick Mahomes can do. So do they have those concerns like they did last year with Williams being drafted by the Lions at kind of a pretty decent a pretty decent pick, knowing that he had the injury already, thinking this year, okay, Jackson was hurt pretty much the entire year. Do we want to take that chance? Yeah, and, and it's a good good question. I mean, and we saw the same thing a little bit with George Pickens too last year, you know, out of Georgia. Like, where was he? You know, what was going to happen yeah. with him too? And, and and I don't think the injury is anywhere near as severe um, as, as what happened, you know, as far as a, a general manager looking at this from from their perspective as 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 a, as a Jamison Williams, uh, who everybody knew, you know, was coming off a pretty serious injury. The hamstring thing. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of players in the NFL have hamstring issues on a, on a regular basis, and and again teams will do their their background work on him um you know he's one of these guys that you know a lot of teams are probably going to find a reason to pass on him or they're going to talk themselves out of it that that happens a lot yeah. uh, for whatever reason and and, and some teams are just going to say like in the 20 range they're just going to say you know like i you know like you know maybe even the giants or something are like wow this, this this is sitting here but um it all depends on the philosophy of the general manager you know what their experience has been you know how badly they've been burned with what players have been hurt in the past um you know if anybody thinks it's 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 going to be a real now a reoccurring hamstring injury that's a that's a different problem <laughs> you know yeah. that 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 can be you know you miss significant playing time here and there but uh you know I, I, it's going to be interesting because um you know without playing a whole lot this last season teams are definitely going to discount that and 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 probably rightfully so but uh you know somebody you know when, when you're when you're a playoff team when you're seeing the 20s you know in that range right there i mean it's it's you're just missing a piece or two or three you know this this it's like a puzzle putting a puzzle together and, and, and jackson smith and the jigma is, is a championship piece to, to some teams puzzle there you go that's the a lot of the questions are being answered by daniel kelly when it comes to jackson smith and jigba out of ohio state i mean the concerns there are injury and he's right some gms may stray away from it they may say no we're not going to take a chance on it but that also kind of attests to the type of wide receiver class that we have this year because you're able to pass on a jackson smith and be like okay the injuries are concerning but yet I still have, you know, maybe a Josh Downs right there. Maybe, you know, a Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I mean, you still have other options where you can say, okay, I'm passing on a solidified receiver, a great receiver, but I'm standing here and I've got, you know, Zay Flowers staring at me. And I'm like, okay, I can probably go that route. But nonetheless, give me a, give me a gem here. One guy that... We definitely know he's not going to go in the first round. He's probably going to go middle part of the draft, but is an impact type player who can come into the league and maybe be even be that number two wide receiver on an NFL team looking for that second guy. Yeah, the the, the guy I I really like, and I think he's going to fall, you know, into the third, fourth round somewhere in that area is Cedric Tillman. Um, out, out of Tennessee. Um, this is a guy that I, I compare to a Heinz Ward 2.0, uh, if you will. Uh, he, he's a very, uh, he, he's a, he's, there's a lot I like about me. He's got the, the two things I like most about him are his hands 
and his toughness. Uh, he's a thick receiver. He's, he's sturdy. He's built. He's muscular. Uh, he, he's real good he, you know, with that toughness. He's real good on the inside slants, the intermediate comebacks. And he's got this deceptive speed about him that, you know, if you don't, don't fall asleep on Cedric Tillman as an NFL defense. Because because he'll sneak behind you and he'll 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 catch you when you when you least expect it and he knows how to work corners. This is a very crafty receiver, a very polished route runner, um, a guy who knows how to get behind a secondary, knows how to play and manipulate a secondary, knows how to, to you know to kind of set corners up. And, and I mean, this, this guy plays college football like like a ten year veteran in the NFL. Okay, so 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 this type of guy is really exciting to me. And, and I'll say this, um, you know, I've watched a, a, just a, a, I've dedicated a couple of days of my life of watching Jalen Hyde on game film, just like I do all these guys. <laughs> and, and I would take Cedric Tillman over Jalen Hyatt uh, seven days a week and twice on Sundays. Nice. There you go. There you have it, man. Uh, absolute great analyst, analyst from uh, Daniel Kelly here, first round mock. And I love it because, you know, I mean, Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt, I love both guys. I'm going to look at more film on Cedric Tillman. I definitely want to look at more on Jalen Hyatt, but definitely I could see Cedric Tillman being that mid-round, that mid-draft gem in the mid-rounds. Another guy that I kind of like that you've actually did look into a a little bit here. Um, You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the Rasheed Rice train a little bit here for SMU. I, I've, for whatever reason, I have this dream where I'm asleep at night, I wake up, and I'm seeing the Falcons drafted Rasheed Rice in that middle part of the pack. Uh, for Falcon fandom out there, because it's probably not going to happen, they never do what I, you know, I email them all day, and I beg them to draft people and pick up these guys. And for whatever reason, I guess my stuff is in the spam folder, so they don't ever get it. <laughs> but if you have a Falcon fan or any team out there, give us a little bit on Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Yeah, well, I tell you what, if if you're dreaming about these guys, you're doing you're doing this too much of this. Because <laughs> 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 that happens to me too. I'll be like, wake up, I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, do, do you know I had this this dream and 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 it was it was you know it should be like, was it about football? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, we don't need to talk about this, <laughs> you know. But but you know, it, it's it's a Rashi Rice is a guy that I just can't get into uh, on game film. Um, I see him a little bit differently than you. Um, and that's okay because as I always say, you know, it's not about being right. It's about getting them right. So, you know, I'll be interested to talk with you about this one offline too. Um, and maybe, you know, not seeing something, but uh, the game film I I've seen, um, you know, over the last two years, I I'm not seeing any dominant traits, you know, that translate to the NFL on this guy and on his, on his game film, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, and, and, and over two straight seasons, I'm talking about, you know, and, 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 and also, you know, the, the, the percentage of, of passes that rice, you know, uh, caught, um, you know, fell off a cliff really from 2021 to 2022, uh, his catch rate fell off the cliff. Uh, he was went from 81% uh, catch rate in 2021 down to 61% this last year. Um, you know, and, and he's a guy that, 
you know, I just, I, I'm not seeing it. Um, you know, the real problems I think began for me at the intermediate, the deep route levels. Um, he did not look explosive at his release. Um, he did, he did, a, a, you know, he didn't do a good job of achieving route leverage against corners. Um, his running look labored. Um, he, you know, he didn't look like he was even going full speed. Um, you know, he, he, to me, I, I, he looked really, really raw. Uh, he didn't show any dominant traits, like I said. Uh, you know, at the beginning uh, of one game I watched, uh, you know, he, he, you know, six passes in a row that were intended for him, he dropped. Um, you know, so so it, it's um, you know it's a it's a huge concern I have now. I, I do know that you know this is I, I've heard the name I've heard the name a lot, and, and this is going to be one of these guys this year that that's going to get a lot of play, um, you know, because of the size or or whatever the six two two zero three, um, you know. But um, you know, and I've already had a few battles on social media over this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so it, it's it's um, you know I, I just I, I I'm not seeing it uh, with Rashi Rice. Uh, um, at this point and, and and everything we do at first round mock is driven by game film and in game film study and and uh, you know i've probably looked at um i don't know probably let's see three you know about six six plus games on them over the last two seasons you know and i'm gonna i'm actually gonna surprise the hell out of you here because i say i dream about rasheed rice and i didn't really mean in the sense that i dream about him in a good way i just dream that for whatever reason I've seen his name so much. I've seen his game. I've just seen him everywhere. And I've seen a lot of love for him. But exactly what you said is the reason why I don't really want him a part of the Falcons fan or the roster. Because I just don't see the mesh there. I don't I don't really like what I see. Now, don't get me wrong. Size and athleticism plus check mark. He can he's got a ball. He's a ball hawk. He can grab the ball. He can he can get it. I know he has his drop problems. But his skills with the ball are are fantastic. So he's got some good traits in him. But the biggest difference that I see that a lot of people may not see is that he's a college football player. He's not an NFL football player. That's that's Boy. where it separates for me. He does things at the college level well to where if you put him in an NFL offense, I don't see it working at all. The NFL game is way faster. Everybody knows that. So he doesn't, he's more like a route runner who is going to get you the dink and dunk and stuff like that. Nothing to where it's ever going to translate, you know, downfield, nothing that's ever going to be big playability, anything like that. So that's why I'm like, thinking it's probably got to be a nightmare that I'm seeing Rasheed Rice, but maybe it's because I watched a lot of film on him and he's just stuck on my head, but you're right. He's a guy that's going to get a lot of love and I'm going to be in the back kind of where you are like, why are you getting all this love? There's always just those prospects where you're like, you don't really need to be getting all this love, but you're going to get it and you're going to get drafted. You're going to get a, a decent contract. You're going to get a shot. I just don't know where he fits in the NFL. And that's my biggest question is, can he trans, you know, can his transition to the NFL be a good one and be productive? He's a college player to me. I hate to say it, but he's just a college player. He's not one that should, honestly, he's not one that should make a starting NFL roster. Um, Maybe, maybe fifth receiver on the board on most cases, like on their, uh, on the depth chart, possibly. I mean, maybe good on the uh, special teams, but 
I don't see him on the NFL roster like top three, top four receivers. And I don't know if that's something that maybe you've seen in some of the game film, but I just don't see how his game translates to the NFL. That's a great point. I, I don't see it either. I, I'm not seeing it whatsoever. I, I mean, you know, if I was an NFL GM, I wouldn't bring the guy to camp as an undrafted free agent. I mean, it was his game film is that bad uh, that yeah. I watch. And it's and, and I and I'm, you know, the only draft, uh, you know, to my knowledge, the only draft service, you know, it, it, out there that actually, you know, puts the links to the games right on the reports. I, I believe very strongly in, in accountability. So this is not just some guy just, you know, if you're just tuning in, like, you know, some guy shooting from the hip with, with, you know, just, just saying a bunch of bold things with, with nothing to back it up. No, I mm-hmm. put the game film right on the articles. You can click go to the first You can type in Rasheed Rice. You can, you can look at the games and look at the same game film I'm seeing. And, and as God is my witness, this is what you're going to see on this guy. And, and, and you, you touch on, a, on an interesting point, Rudy, because there is such a difference. And I think this is something that, that, that all of us as fans need to keep in perspective. Like you're mentioning is you know the the level of competition is is another piece to the puzzle in the evaluating process it's not the most important you know but but it's it's a piece to that puzzle and, and you and like you talk about you know when you look at a guy you know how he's a good i mean there's a lot of great college players we've seen that that have not translated to the nfl <laughs> you know and and this oh, could yeah. be another another case like that um you know and, and to to me it, it was just it, his heart didn't look like it was into it at the college level and, and now he's now you're ratcheting it up to the nfl level where everybody like you mentioned a lot faster you know the game a lot more complex and um you know i, I just you know I, i'm just i'm just not seeing it if, if anybody wants to take a look at the articles i've read and, and look at the game film and tell me if i'm missing something you know i i really do welcome it because um you know at this point in my career it's it's, it's about getting them right not about being right and um there's no there's no pride or ego on this end um you know i, I just really want to see where the hype's coming from and, and i you know it, it because I, I it's not coming from the game film i've seen and, and it's amazing because all all the top you know uh platforms and stuff out there a lot of you know the most um you know highly traveled in that they're they're all you know ranting and raving about this guy being you know some some people even see him as being a a, you know 17.9 percent of the nfl draft community when i when i last looked i saw him as a first round pick and you know i i that's just bewildering to me as somebody who's been in the league you know it's kind of funny because i'm gonna throw a name out there and i mean many people may remember him many people may not but it, it takes me back to 2009 when you were seeing all this love for Darius Hayward Bay. And mm. it's kind of like, <laughs> I get the same feeling like Rasheed Rice is one of those guys that gets, is going to get a lot of love and, you know, they're going to look at the positive sides. But when you get Hayward Bay into the NFL, it's kind of like, why did he get drafted in the NFL for? I mean, oh, that's right. Cause he's fast. You know, we're not going to say that about Rasheed Rice pretty much, but there's going to be something that an NFL GM is like, we've got to take him. He's got to be that guy. And I don't see it. I, I really don't. And that's kind of the scary part. I I, I like guys, you know, like, um, you know, Jordan Addison is obviously one of my favorite receivers here. Zay Flowers is the guy that I really am hoping that the Falcons get lucky enough to get to pair him um, alongside, you know, uh, Pitts in London, but I, I love me some Zay Flowers. One guy that I've talked to you about earlier, and I want to, I would love to get your evaluation on him when you get a chance is Jake Bobo out of UCLA. 
not a not a fantastic guy, but kind of like that, you know, blue collar type worker, you know, I mentioned more like a, a Danny Amendola type player, just a guy that's going to be a slot guy. He's not going to get you, you know, over the top. He's not going to go deep down the field, nothing like that. But it's going to make life easier, kind of like a security blanket, like a tight end, where he's going to give you that five, six yards here and there, just get you to move the chains. That's about it. He's kind of like my gym uh, from UCLA. He's probably going to go undrafted. If he gets drafted, who knows? Maybe I'll get me a Jake Bobo jersey from whichever team. He you goes. should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You should definitely do that. That's and people be like, "Who's that?" That you can go into your 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 story. Absolutely. It's like getting a, a jersey for every draft pick that I love that may not work out. But hey, if he does, hey, I have you know that draft. Kind of reminds me of. Uh, in basketball, uh, Joseph Forte from North Carolina was my favorite Tar Heel of all time. Drafted in the first round by the Celtics, didn't have a career at all, like at all. But I'm the only one that can say that owns a Celtics rookie Joseph Forte jersey that I had custom made, actually. So, um, you know, I could do the same for NFL. But nonetheless, I mean, <laughs> wide receiver draft class is super super stacked you're you've got of course you got your stars out there that are going to be you know impact guys i don't really see too many guys that are going to be like jamar chase or justin jefferson coming in and just dominating the league right away uh if they do they've got to be in the right position on the right team but Nonetheless, like we both have been saying, this wide receiver draft class is super, super stacked. Daniel, I appreciate you joining me tonight, man, talking wide receiver class. Again, like I told uh, our buddy uh, William Yanish earlier, it's not going to be the last time we get you on as draft season gets even closer. The draft gets here. We're going to need more player analysis. We're going to get into more depth and actually pinpoint on certain players been a good 20 minutes talking about certain players and getting all the info to fans out there because, of course, everybody's an armchair GM, but until they have the actual breakdowns, they really don't know, and that's where you guys come in and give these great analysts. So I appreciate you joining me here tonight. Absolutely, Rudy. Hey, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show. I love how you break everything down and make me a part of it. And I look forward to um, jumping on about some other uh, positions as well, because uh, (laughs) there's a lot of guys to cover, a lot of ground to cover. We don't have much time to do it. No, draft is right around the corner, right around the corner, man. But one thing you guys need to do, Daniel's going to have an article on Brian Brissy coming out out of Clemson. I've talked about Brian Brissy with uh, mock draft guy Peter Andraziani as well. Um, you're going to get an article from Daniel on that. So be looking for that. Brian Brissy is one of those mystery guys. So maybe on the next time we have uh, another Sweep the League Spotlight segment with Daniel, we'll get into some Brian Brissy talk with him. So for Daniel Kelly, again, you follow him at uh, at First Round Mock on Twitter. Head over to his website, firstroundmock.com, to get all that wonderful analyst that he gives you. Him and his writers out there do a fantastic job. So for Daniel Kelly, this is pretty complicated until we sweep the league again next week. We'll see you guys soon.